And so we force ourselves to do it when it's not lighting us up. You know what that leads to? Lackluster work and the thing you're doing taking a whole heck of a lot more time and energy because you're just not in the right mindset. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I'm Lauren Francois, human design, mindset, and money expert. I'm a mom of two, entrepreneur for the past nine years, and six-figure earner. I help you, successful, ambitious women, create more success and wealth with more ease by using my unique approach to get you to think and operate in a way that's in full alignment with who you truly are and what you deeply desire. If you're ready to dig into, understand, and remove the blocks that have been holding you back from catapulting yourself forward, you're in the right place. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. Lauren Francois here coming at you with another Align with Design mini coaching episode. I don't even know if you can call this a mini coaching episode. This is probably just a full on coaching episode. And today we're going to talk about manifesting generators and one of the qualities that seems to really trip manifesting generators up specifically when it comes to business and career. And we're going to talk about that linked with the head center and how do we navigate these two things. And I think this is going to shed so much light on this for you MGs. I have seen so many MGs struggle with this. I personally have struggled with this in the past as an MG myself. And so my hope is that this really provides you some clarity on how you can best move forward and take aligned action. So manifesting generators are multi-passionate or multi-passionate and very magnetic. Multi-passionate meaning, of course, we are interested in a lot of different things and we're meant to be doing a lot of different things all at the same time. Manifesting generators are the ones who run laps around everybody else. So if you are not a manifesting generator, I apologize. This is just the way we are. We move the fastest of all the human design types. We are meant to quantum leap. We are meant to move quickly. We're meant to be doing a lot. We have the energy of a manifester and the energy of a generator, which means we have the energy to initiate and get things started. And we also have the energy to see things through to the end. So we really have, when we're doing things that light us up, we really have the energy to see everything all the way completely through. Again, this can leave other types feeling like they aren't doing enough, feeling like they can't keep up. And so it's really important to understand your type and the unique qualities and traits of your type so that you understand how you are meant to operate. But MGs, this is us. We are the multi-passionate, magnetic ones who move very, very quickly. When I say magnetic, what I mean is we have a very magnetic aura, so energy about us. We 
are always attracting things to us with our energy. So multi-passionate, magnetic, we can see this as a curse. Not the magnetic part. Well, sometimes the magnetic part too. I'll get into that. But especially in business and career, uh, we can see this actually as a curse. And it's not a curse. It's our gift. But the reason that we MGs tend to look at this as more of a curse is because our society really emphasizes niching down, spending your entire life getting really good at one thing, becoming the expert in that one thing, focusing on one thing at a time. If you think about it, that's what is portrayed as successful, right? That's what we are told has to happen in order for us to create success. And that is very actually out of alignment for MGs, but that is very in alignment for generator generators and projectors. If you know about the generator type and the projector type, that is much more in alignment with a generator or a projector. But this is the messaging that we have been fed for years and years and years. And so subconsciously we take that in and we believe that, okay, in order to be successful, I've got to niche down. I've got to focus on one thing at a time. I've got to get really good at that one thing. I've got to spend years and years and years becoming the expert in that one thing, becoming the go-to person in the one, that one thing. And so us MGs are over here like, what are you talking about? I have all these passions. I have all these things that interest me and I want to learn about all of them. And now you're telling me, have to pick one like I have to just niche down I remember thinking how terribly difficult it was to try to niche down and I have heard this from so many manifesting generators we cannot niche down we are like what do you mean niche down like I I have a problem with this I cannot do this I am having so much trouble with this this is so difficult for me how am I supposed to do that and so it's, it's very, very challenging because we're not necessarily, we're not meant to niche down. So the reason I say that this is not a curse, it's our gift, is because the unique way in which we combine all of the things that we learn, that we know, and that we are interested in, that is our gift. So bringing all of our knowledge from all of these various things, the unique way that that comes together is our gift. That is what stands out. That is what makes us different than anyone else. And I have come to realize that that is a huge gift. I may not know the most about a specific topic because I'm not meant to spend years and years and years and years going deep on that one topic and becoming like the expert in that one topic. So I'm a, I'm, I may not know the most about that one topic, but the way that I can put different things together and the knowledge that I can combine from all these different areas 
makes me great at what I do. That's what I want you to think to yourself. That is the belief that I want you to adopt is all the knowledge that I have in all these different areas, the way that I combine that is what makes me great. So I'm going to say this and it sounds bad, but I don't want you to think of it in a bad way. The quote that keeps coming to my mind is Jack of all trades, master of none. And I know like originally that sounds bad, like, oh, I'm a master of none, but I want you to think of that in a more positive way. Light. And maybe I can come up with different wording that would work better, but we really are more of a jack of all trades, but like it's the combination of that that makes us phenomenal. So your multi-passion is such a gift, MGs. I really want you to grasp on to that belief. It's the thing that makes us unique. It's the thing that makes us successful. It's the thing that helps us to stand out. We are not meant to be generators. We are not meant to be projectors. We are not meant to operate in that way. So we're multi-passionate. We're also magnetic. We're constantly attracting opportunities, ideas, people, to us. And I do mean constantly. And so kind of along with this navigating the fact that we're multi-passionate and we're meant to do a bunch of different things all at the same time, we also have to navigate this idea, not this idea, this reality where we have all these things coming at us all at the same time and we have to figure out what we're meant to do and what we're not meant to do and I specifically want to talk about ideas because I want to talk about the head center now this is very much geared towards you business owners and career driven women I often hear MGs say I have so many ideas so many things I want to do, and I don't know where to start. I feel like I can't focus. I heard this twice in the same day. I have so many ideas, so many things I want to do. I don't know where to start, and I feel like I can't focus. Now our head center is our center of inspiration and ideas. It's the center that asks questions. And so we have to loop this in now because it's always more complex than just one thing, right? There's multiple things at play here. So we have MGs who are multi-passionate, who are lit up by many different things, who are meant to be working on different things all at the same time. And then they are magnetizing all of these ideas to them. And so it can feel very, very, very overwhelming because you're like, I have all these ideas and I have all these things I want to do and I have all these things I'm passionate about. And where do I begin? How do I pick one or how do I pick a few? How do I 
move forward. And so I think we need to discuss first the undefined versus the defined head center and what this looks like for each. So I'm going to start with the undefined or open head center because I am an undefined head center, and so I can speak to this personally. But when you have an undefined head center, you do not have a consistent access to that kind of energy from within. So you do not have a consistent access to the energy of ideas from within you. You are picking up on the energy of your environment you're amplifying that and you're reflecting that back. So if you have an undefined or open head center and you are surrounded by people who have defined head centers, you are going to be picking up on all of their ideas and inspiration. And it can feel like, oh my gosh, I have so many ideas, so many ideas. Or on the flip side, if you're around other people who also have an undefined or open head center, it could feel like I have no ideas. I have felt both. I have said this to mentors before. I, I have no ideas. Like I don't even know, I don't know how to begin. I don't know what to do with that. If I'm in an environment where there's not people around me that have that defined energy, then I can feel like I'm lacking in ideas. But if I'm around people who have that energy defined, it can feel really overwhelming because all these ideas are coming in and all this inspiration is coming in. And it's like, how do you choose? How do you know what's aligned for you and what's not? Now, if you have this center defined, you're going to have a consistent access to ideas that come from within you. So you have to navigate that along with the fact that you're magnetizing ideas to you. And you have to figure out again, what is right for me? Which ideas do I want to move forward with based on the fact that I am multi-passionate? So how do we navigate this? Because again, it can feel so overwhelming. It's like I have all these passions and then there's all these ideas and I'm told I'm supposed to niche down and I'm told I'm supposed to focus on one thing and now I feel like I can't focus because I've, I'm interested in this and I'm interested in that and I'm jumping to between all these things and I'm being told that that is not right and I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything and can you see how easy it is to go down this path? So how do we navigate this? The best way to navigate this is to number one, we talked about adopting the belief that your multi-passionate magnetic aura is your gift, not your curse. It is a gift. You are meant to combine all of these things. The way you figure out what is aligned for you and what is not aligned for you is based on relying on your strategy and your authority. So let's talk about strategy first. The strategy of a manifesting generator is to wait to respond, then inform and initiate. I think we've got the inform and initiate part down. Like once you decide what you're going to do, you inform the people around you that it's going to affect and you take action. You begin. So let's talk about the wait to respond. So 
one of the common mistakes that I see MGs make is we have an idea, but we don't wait to respond. So we don't wait to see what is showing up in our reality and respond to that. And what I mean by that, and hopefully this will become more apparent or become clearer in an example, is let's say as a business owner, I have an online business owner, I have an idea for a course, like out, like out of nowhere. I just get this idea for a course. There's nothing that has shown up in my reality that says that anyone would be interested in a course from me on that. But I have this idea and I'm like, oh, this idea lights me up. I'm so excited about this. Good sacral response. I ride my emotional wave. Yes, I'm lit up. Okay, I move forward with the idea. Nobody signs up. Why? What went wrong? Well, I wasn't actually responding. I wasn't responding to something. I wasn't waiting to see what was magnetizing to me what I was magnetizing, and then responding to that. So a different approach would be, ooh, I have an idea. Let me wait to see if something like that shows up in my environment. If I magnetize something that would be something that I could respond to. And what I mean by that is, let's say I have the same idea for the course. I'm like, ooh, I have an idea for this course. Instead of just immediately creating the course, I would say, hmm, okay, I'm going to write that down. And I'm going to pay attention. And I'm going to see if there becomes something in my, my environment related to that that I can respond to. And that could be all of a sudden someone reaches out to me and they say, have you ever done a course on that topic? You should do a course on that topic. And I'd be like, interesting. Okay. So that is something for me to respond to. I would probably then wait again for another sign, another opportunity to respond. Maybe a few weeks later, I have someone else reach out and say, I would really love to learn this from you. And it's that topic that I was going to create a course on. Okay, now I've gotten two signals from my environment. I've uh, magnetized two different things to respond to. In that case, then, now I can respond. Okay, I had the idea. Now these opportunities have shown up. Now I get to respond to that. Now I get to decide, do I want to do it or do I not want to do it? Do you guys see the difference? Okay, so following your strategy, once you respond or how do you respond? So you've noticed these things show up, then you get to respond according to your authority. So that's when as an MG, you first tap into your sacral center. That's your initial like response is tapping into your sacral center. Does this light me up? Okay, these things have shown up in my reality. I've magnetized these things to me. Do I want to do it? Does it light me up? If the answer is no, then 
The answer is no for right now. Just because something has shown up and presented itself doesn't mean you have to move forward with it. If your gut, your sacral is telling you, "Mm, that doesn't really light me up, then it would be out of alignment for you to move forward with it even though you've magnetized that opportunity. Again, we're always magnetizing opportunities and ideas, you guys. As MGs, we have that magnetic aura. We're always magnetizing these things. So there's always going to be more opportunities, more ideas, more more things that are presenting themselves to us. So if the answer is no for now, then the answer is no for now. And we're allowed to say no. Just because an opportunity shows up doesn't mean we have to say yes. But let's say the opportunity shows up and your sacral response is yes. Then you get to dive into your authority. Now, if you have a sacral authority, then your answer would be yes. But if you have a different authority, then you need to tap into that authority. For me... I have an emotional authority. So after my initial sacral response, then I wanna tap into my emotional authority. I want to ride that emotional wave, which I just did an episode about, using your emotional authority to make decisions. I wanna ride that emotional wave, and once I come to emotional clarity, then I make the decision. So common mistakes that I see MGs make in this process is number one, initiating like I talked about with the example of the idea, initiating and not waiting to respond. You're not actually responding to anything. You're acting like a manifester. You're informing and initiating, informing and initiating, and you're forgetting the first step, which is waiting to respond. That's the first mistake. The second mistake is not following your authority. And I really want to talk about the emotional authority here or any authority that requires time. And most authorities require time to make a decision. Not all, but most do require you to wait some time to make a decision. So if you have an emotional authority like me, going back to that example, I have the sacral response, it's a yes. Then I need to ride my emotional wave because who knows what kind of emotional state I was in when that initial sacral response was a yes. I could have been at an emotional high Or my initial sacral response could have been a no. Maybe I was at an emotional low. I need to ride that emotional wave. I need to give myself some time. I give myself a few days and I check back in. What am I feeling? Is it a yes or is it a no? Okay. Give myself another day or two. Okay. What am I feeling? Is it a yes or is it a no? And you can do this. You can check back in with yourself over a few days, over a week. And then you're going to come to a place of emotional clarity and you're going to say, okay, I rode the emotional wave. It's been a yes every time I've checked in with myself. So the answer is yes. Now, what I see happen with a lot of MGs, especially those with an emotional authority, is we don't ride the emotional wave. Our initial sacral sacral response is a yes. We're at emotional high. We're like, yes, okay, go. (laughs) And then like a week later, we're like, eh, that doesn't really like light me up anymore. And now you've wasted all of this time and energy putting it into this idea and it doesn't even light you up anymore. It's not aligned. So we've got to, again, slow the process down. We cannot be in such a rush 
So that's what it looks like to use your strategy and authority to figure out what opportunities are in alignment for me. What ideas are in alignment for me? What are the things that I want to be working on? What are the things that are lighting me up? So we talked about that. That's how we figure out when we have all these ideas and all these opportunities presenting themselves to us. That's how we decide what are we going to move forward with. Now let's kind of circle back and talk about the multi-passionate portion of being an MG. What does this look and feel like in real life? So for me, what this looks like is having multiple things that I'm working on all at the same time. So for instance, right now I have this podcast and I create podcast episodes. I also am doing a peer mentorship. I am a peer mentor for MBA. I also am doing a human design certification program and I'm working on that. I also am doing this other thing and this other thing. So I have all these different things that I am working on all at the same time. And it doesn't feel chaotic. And here is how and why it doesn't feel chaotic. Because number one, I know that this is how I operate best. And number two, What I do is every day I sit down and I ask myself, in that moment, what is lighting me up? Because it can shift from day to day. And I'll look at my to-do list. I'll look at all the things written on my to-do list. And I'll say, what is really lighting me up right now? What am I most excited to work on right now? And I'll look at it and something will stand out to me. I'll be like, okay. That is what I'm going to work on right now because I know that I'm going to make the most progress on something when I'm really excited about working on it. So I will do that thing. And then once I'm done with that, I will look at my list again and I'll be like, okay, what am I most excited about working on now? What's lighting me up now? And I'll look at the list and something will jump out at me. Okay, I'm going to work on that. So I'm constantly shifting between things that I'm working on and that keeps me engaged, that keeps me lit up, that keeps me excited. So it doesn't feel like I am scatterbrained. It feels like I'm being intentional with making sure I'm working on the thing that is lighting me up most in that moment. And I know that I'm going to make the most progress and I'm going to be operating in alignment when I do that. So as MGs, we're really meant to live in the present moment. We're really meant to ask ourselves these questions. Now, what does that take? It takes trust and it takes removing the word should. You cannot should yourself. So this is what usually happens. We'll look at our to-do list and we'll be like, I really should get that done. I really need to get this thing done. And we don't want to. Like it's not lighting us up in that moment, but we're like, but I I should do it. Like I, I really should do it. And so we force ourselves to do it when it's not lighting us up. You know what that leads to? Lackluster work. And the thing you're doing taking a whole heck of a lot more time and energy because you're just not in the right mindset to tackle that thing. 
So what if instead you just trusted that there would be a moment when that thing would be the thing that you would want to do? And you would allow yourself to not should yourself and not make yourself do it just because you feel like you should. And what if you allowed yourself to work on the thing that was lighting you up the most And then when you got done with that thing and you look back at your list, all of a sudden that other thing that before you were like, I should do it, but I don't really want to do it. All of a sudden that thing stands out to you and you're like, okay, now I really want to do that. It's going to take you less time. Now you are doing it when you really want to do it and you're lit up about it. It's going to turn out the result of it is going to be so much more potent And you're going to get it done a lot faster. Have you ever tried to force yourself to do something when you didn't want to do it? How much time did it take for you to get that thing done? It probably took a lot of time because you're like, I just don't really want to do it. And then when you look at the end result, you're like, "Eh, it's not that great. Could have been way better, but at least it's done. Imagine if you would have just allowed yourself to not do it in that moment and waited until you were excited about doing it. Then when you're excited about doing it, you carry a completely different energy. You put more into it. The result of it is so much better and it usually takes less time because you're not sitting there getting distracted by other things because you don't really want to be doing it. But that requires trust. It requires you trusting that that moment is going to come and all the things that need to get done are going to get done. So again, trust that it's all going to get done in the right time and you have to trust that it's all going to come together in its own unique way so you may not know how it's all going to fit together in the moment so as you're learning about all these different things as you're working on all these different projects you may be like i have no clue how this is all related or how this is all going to come together you might not A lot of times that kind of clarity only comes with hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight is 20-20. You'll get to a moment where you're like, okay, this is all making sense now. The way that this is all coming together is beyond what I could have ever predicted or imagined. So you may not know in the moment how it's all going to add up, how it's all going to come together. But you have to trust that it is going to come together in this beautiful, unique way if you are following your type, your authority, and your strategy. The other thing that's involved is detachment. There is a level of detachment and letting go that is required. We have to let go of control. We have to let go of trying to plan it all out, trying to figure it all out in the moment, how this is all going to work. We have to be detached. When we're detached, beautiful things can happen. So just to recap, MGs, we are multi-passionate. We are meant to be multi-passionate. We are meant to work on a lot of different things all at the same time. This is what allows us to recharge that sacral center, right? This multi-passionate nature allows us to constantly be working on something that lights us up, which is going to constantly recharge that sacral center, 
which means we're not gonna run out of energy. We're not gonna feel burnt out. So when we have all these things, we can jump from one to the next, which means we can always be working on something that lights us up, which means we're always recharging that battery. So this multi-passionate nature, this is your gift. It is not a curse, it is a gift. It is your unique, it's the unique thing that you bring to the world, the way you combine all of these things, the knowledge that you have in all of these areas. It's your unique footprint that you're leaving, the unique thing that you can teach. So look at it as the gift that it is, number one. Number two, look at your head center. Do you have a defined head center or an undefined head center? Because that's going to make a difference in what you notice is going on when it comes to ideas and inspiration specifically. And it's going to help you navigate all the ideas or the lack of ideas in certain instances better because you are aware. Number three, you have to make sure you're following your strategy and your authority. That is how we work through all of the things that are presenting themselves to us, all of these ideas, all of these opportunities. We have to use our strategy and our authority. And I don't know if I'm on number three or number four. I think I'm on number four. It's time to start operating more in the present moment, asking yourself, what is lighting me up right now? What do I want to do right now? Letting go of the shoulds, trusting yourself, surrendering, detaching, and following what you want to do in the present moment, knowing that there's going to be a right time and a right place for everything to get done. And when you follow that, everything's going to get done a whole lot better and a whole lot easier and a whole lot quicker because you're doing it when you're energetically primed to do that thing. How does that feel? Are you seeing yourself in a new way? Are you seeing your multi-passionate nature in a new way as a gift instead of a curse? Are you going to let go of niching down? Are you going to embrace this? Because you should embrace this. I don't even like that word should, but I want you to embrace this. This is such a cool thing about being a manifesting generator. And I know it can be hard to navigate sometimes, but I hope that this episode really helped you to start to learn how you can navigate this because it can be very overwhelming at times. We can be like, oh my gosh, there's too much. Like there's too much going on. And then you have, again, the messaging that we get from society. And so sometimes we can feel lost, but my hope is, is that this podcast episode helped you to understand yourself better, helped you to navigate this better within your business or career, gave you the step-by-step guidelines or step-by-step process of navigating this so that you can go out and put this into practice and you can start to operate in a way that is more in alignment with your type so that you can create more success, more wealth, more money in your business or your career. That is what I have for you today. I am so glad that you joined me. If you want more, if you want to dive into this deeper, we can do that in either a human design chart reading or 
one of my one-on-one mentorship options. To learn more about both of those things, just shoot me a quick message on Instagram or via email. Both of those are linked in the show notes and we could talk about what would be the best fit for you. Other than that, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you at our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, had a breakthrough or an aha moment, be sure to share it with me through a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are what help the podcast reach more women who want to create more success and wealth with more ease. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me at Lauren underscore Francois for more tips, wisdom, and behind the scenes content. And don't forget to check out the show notes for any links referenced and the current ways we can work together. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect in our next episode.